strategies, mock drafts, and of course, quarterbacks. All of that and more with Damian Parson of Locked On NFL Draft on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders and sign up today. From there, you'll get news, analysis, one-on-one conversations, exclusive content, all of it delivered directly to your phone via text message. No hashtags, no apps, no filters. You get bonus content like command huddles every weekend and a whole bunch of live text from practices, games, press conferences. I'm going to be at a scouting combine so we can talk while I'm there and everything else. Coming soon, we're even going to be doing film studies once we get back from Indianapolis. So there's lots of cool stuff coming up on that that goes beyond the show that you see here or listen to here every day. So become a Locked On Commanders insider. Join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And then just text me and we'll have a good time. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, I appreciate your continued support for the show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. On today's episode, I've got an all-new mock draft for you with a little bit of a free agency flavor to it. I think you're going to dig it, so make sure you stick through. That'll come up in segment three. But first, my NFL draft conversation with Locked On NFL Draft host, Damian Parson. All right, everybody has promised. We're now joined by Damian Parson, host of Locked On NFL Draft, national scout for the Draft Network on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. I'm old school, so I still call it Twitter. But either way, you can find him at DP underscore NFL, one of the smartest football minds out there. So make sure you're giving him a follow. Make sure you're checking out all of his work at TDN and here on the network at Locked On NFL Draft. Damian, thanks for coming through, man. Uh, I want to I want to get right into the conversation real quick with you. Just your overall thoughts on this year's draft. How does it stack up to some of the draft classes we've seen more recently? And where do you think the richest position group is in this year's group? Man, I think this is a really good class overall, right? I think it it stacks up well, especially the last two to three years for sure. Um, Man, the two deepest positions in this class, wide receiver and offensive tackle. I don't think... We haven't seen an offensive tackle group like this or O-line group in general like this mm-hmm. in quite some time where you could have probably eight to nine offensive linemen off the board, including tackles. And it's crazy. Some of the top interior offensive linemen are viewed as guys that played tackle like Graham Barton from Duke mm-hmm. that will be kicked into the center or guard or Troy Fautanu from Washington um, if he gets kicked in from tackle to guard. So like it's so much variety and and talent at the on the trenches uh, in the trenches yeah. on the offensive side of the ball and then of course wide receiver just we, we there's a potential we see three in the top ten you know mm-hmm. and and you know with with Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, Malik Neighbors and then Roma Dunze but uh, you know a lot of people kind of soured on him a little bit but Keon Coleman from Florida State talking to yeah. people within the know like this is a guy they expect 
expect him to perform well at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. And if he does that, he's going to kind of recharge his draft stock for a lot of people who have kind of like worried about how athletic he is, how much he can separate things of that nature. Um, But overall, man, this is a good class. You can get yourself, in my opinion, you can get yourself quality starters going into day three, fourth, fifth, and depending on the position, even sixth round. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's something that we've been hearing a lot of is that this is a deep tackle class, a deep receiver class. And I think it's interesting because when you talk about a team like Washington, who's in the number two pick spot, that's a really good spot to be in, but also it can be a little bit of a treacherous spot to be in if you want your quarterback, right? Like a lot of people attach that pick to the quarterback position for obvious reasons. So if you want that number one overall pick and presumably Caleb Williams, we'll talk about your opinions on quarter on the quarterbacks here in a minute, but I've got I've got a, I've got about half my population, Damien, that says the team needs to trade up to go get Caleb. And I've got about half population that says the team needs to go needs to trade back and collect more draft picks. And if you believe the math, I've got another half of the population that says stick at number two. And they either either like Jaden Daniels or, or or they like Drake May. So when you when you talk about the potential, let's just let's just go off script and say the commanders don't target a quarterback at number two for whatever reason. But you they need they have needs at tackle. You could add a wide receiver, right? Terry McLaurin is certainly certainly a good a good wide receiver. Some people question if he's a real number one or maybe a top end number two. Jahan Dotson kind of had a down sophomore year, not as impressive as a lot of people thought he would be. So maybe they target one of these receivers, or maybe they target one of these tackles. How much value now, or how much how much flexibility does this afford a team like Washington to potentially trade back and collect more draft picks because of the talent in this pool? But also, how much does it make you not want to trade up and give up picks? in say the top 50 top 100 of this year's class because of how talent Richard really is. Man, I think for, for Washington, the potential of moving back, if they said, Hey, you know what? We don't want to go quarterback at two. It, like the, the options would be endless, right? When you think about the, the Minnesota Vikings, that's a team that I, you know, I heard down at the, at the uh, senior bowl. This is a team that need that needs a quarterback and it's either, you know, do we go back to Kirk Cousins or do we get aggressive and go get a quarterback? Right. So um, that's a team that, you know, after that week, that's when you start seeing the reports. Hey, Minnesota is looking to move up, right? The Atlanta Falcons, they've been in no man's land for the last three years, last two, three years, back to back years. I think this is the, is this a, either second or third year with a pick with the eighth, seventh or eighth pick around the hovering around that area where they took Drake London, the following year, B. John Robinson, and now they had the eighth pick again, where you need to go up and get a quarterback. You can't keep living in this type of realm, right? And then, of course, like, you know, you think about the uh, uh, Denver Broncos team that Sean Payton, they're talking about, hey, this thing with Russell Wilson is not going to mm-hmm. work. We want to restructure his contract. We want to get rid of him. Okay, well, you got to have an option behind that, or you're just going to be just playing playing the fiddle until next until 2025, and everything like that, and hoping one of those guys take that step to be a franchise guy. So I think that the options will be endless, and you'll be able to trade back, get a high-quality tackle still. This is an outstanding tackle group, so you could trade back to eight or 12 and still get a a premier type of talent at the tackle position. And if you are in, like, talking about second, third rounds, it does make it with the, the talent that's available, it does make it a difficult call to say, hey, let's trade up picks to go and get a guy in the second, third round or moving from the fourth round to the third stuff. like depends. And it depends on the talent, right? Like how, how much you value that guy that you're targeting 
how much do you value him against the rest of the field, the rest of the board? Mm-hmm. And if that guy is just like hands down, you gr- your grades are just light years better than the rest of the guys that's going to be available when you're actually supposed to be scheduled to be on the board. If he's off the board, then yeah, you, you feel that aggression. You say, you know, let's go get our guy. Right. But at the end of the day, this is a team that needs a quarterback. They need offensive line help. Um, you know what I mean? I would probably say they could look at some, you know, definitely get some spots defensively linebacker, Potential, um, you know, potentially with the edge, getting rid of Chase and Montez. Where I, lo- I love KJ Henry, and I hope that he starts. You know, he develops in, in in that system and in that scheme to where he could be a good player for 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 you guys. So I think that the options are endless uh, for yeah. the Commanders in this draft. Um, whether they decide to go quarterback or if they say, you know, let's trade back and let's see what we can recoup. Cause I think they can get a King's ransom from one of these teams. Like I said, the Vikings, Broncos, and especially Atlanta Falcons, anybody trying to move up to two, you're going to have to come with a very, very nice package for me to move. So let's get into the quarterback conversation that coming up with Damian Parson of locked on NFL draft on this episode of locked on commanders, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. And we'll do that thanks to our friends over at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook official betting partner of the NBA. Because right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your first $5 bet wins. We are in the midst of the NBA All-Star break right now. But when we resume regular season play, the Washington Wizards are going to be in Denver to take on the Nuggets as 16-point underdogs. So you might feel a little bit bold and the spread is too high considering it's the first game back from the break. Maybe you can sneak a win betting on the Wizards with the 16 points there. If you want to go straight to the NBA Finals, the Boston Celtics and those same Nuggets are the favorites in each conference to win it all. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and even more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Continuing on now with today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, first view today and every day. Every day, just make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to start our dive into the Commanders projected 2024 roster players that are already there, players that might be added. And then, of course, we'll talk draft prospects as well. Also, going to share with you a little bit of my conversation on Sunday afternoon with Linnell Willingham on the radio here in D.C. So for those of you who are outside the D.C. area or just didn't catch it, We'll share a little bit of that conversation as well. That's coming up on Tuesday. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with your local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. And now back to my conversation with Damian Parson, one of the hosts of Locked On NFL Draft. Well, let's talk about these quarterbacks, man. Let's let's talk about it's it's the top three that most people have. I mean, maybe you have a different, and I'm certainly interested to hear that. But Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Typically it's Caleb on top, and then Drake and Jaden. It's kind of it's kind of flip-flop depending on who you are. And and really we're talking about these guys kind of in a vacuum, right? Because even though we have a offensive coordinator in Cliff Kingsbury, we have all these other coaches coming in, Anthony Lynn and the message from the franchise is we're going to build a system around our team, which of course is a really helpful smokescreen to tell people you have no idea who we're going to draft because you don't know what style of football <laughs> we're going to play really. But from your draft expert, you know, uh, uh, viewpoint, Caleb, Drake, Jaden, where, where's the ranking and how far is the gap between one and two? Um, Caleb is at one right now. Drake is holding on to two, but Jaden Daniels mm-hmm. is right on his heels. And I think the, the 
coming into the season, a lot of people, uh, fans, media members painted the picture like it was Caleb and then everyone else. It was never like that for me. Like I always had him and Drake very close and I always knew the talent that Jaden Daniels had. I just wanted to see it manufacture and come to fruition on the field. And in 2023, he did every bit of that, right? Like, you know, he had one of the worst defenses in the SEC. Uh, offensive line was solid, didn't have the greatest run game. Yes, Brian Thomas Jr. and Malik Neighbors were ballers, but they weren't ballers by themselves. Like this young man's accuracy down the field, whether you're talking slot fade, goal ball, double moves, whatever, he was one of the most accurate, if not the most accurate deep ball passer in college football just putting the ball on the money outside shoulder, putting it there where his receivers can make a play. I think it was against Alabama. Jaden Daniels put it right outside shoulder on the sideline from elite neighbors. And of course you only need one foot in on college, but still the DB had no shot at making a play on that ball. He throws a slot fade better than anyone. He throws with touch uh, accuracy ball placement, but he also has the arm talent to push said ball down the field. And there's mm-hmm. no, there is no other threat that's greater than his ability to run the football. Like we talk like Caleb is such an improvisational guy, but you know, he's not, he's not going to test four, five, four, four. I don't expect to see that on film. I think he's more of a four, six, five, four, seven type of guy. Jaden has that Lamar Jackson type of explosiveness and burst where if you're playing man to man and you get out of your rush lanes, he's going to hurt you. So I think it's those guys to me are lumped together and they're close. I think all three have franchise quarterback type of ability. Um, it's all about getting them in, building that offense around them, and you'll be happy with either one of these guys that you take. Well, there you go. So, I mean, that, you know, that's going to, I think that's going to hurt the case. People who are saying you got to trade up to get Caleb. If, if you can, if you can win with all three of these guys, you don't really have to trade up to go get that guy. So, Dave, I want to put you on the clock, man. Adam Peters, you know what I mean? Draft draft night's coming up. He doesn't know what to do, so he gives you a call, and he says, hey, brother, what do I do? Do I trade up to go get Caleb? Do I stay at two, and which quarterback do I take? Do I roll with Sam and then potentially field offers to trade back Sam Howell, of course? Or do I trade for Justin Fields? Those are your four options, Damian Parson. What do you, what do you tell Adam Peters of the Washington Commanders to do? I, I the the Sam Howell one I'm kind of like you know I like Sam coming out but the turnovers the the holding on to the football the things that he kept doing in North Carolina he still does now um, and I just think with Dean in this position that's an option that I'm telling him just wipe that off the board I'm not even considering that the Fields one is very very enticing whereas like I could yeah. probably send a second or third trade Fields a trade for fields. I could actually trade out of that second pick and recoup every, any that plus more, right? Multiple first for the next two years, a extra second, things of that nature. But I would probably say as much as I want to like, Hey, let's go. I wrote this. I, I, I wrote a piece for a, uh, a to Z sports about this exact scenario. Like, Hey, Cliff Kingsbury there, go get the hometown kid, right? Caleb Williams mm-hmm. from the DC area and everything. And as much as I want to have that LeBron James story, it's it's tough because you have so many needs. I would say stay stand pat at two draft, whether it's Drake May, Jaden uh, Daniels, whichever one of those guys, they have graded higher. Drake, draft one of your guys at two. Use the rest of your picks to go ahead and rebuild this offense. The offensive line, 
get the, the weapon, you know, if you want to get some extra weapons, right? Get the extra, a real wide receiver three, maybe a, a improve the tight end spot, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Think of second round to Tavian Sanders from, from Texas, stuff like that. Maybe draft Johnny Wilson from Florida State and turn him into a tight end at 6'7, 230. You could do a lot <laughs> of different things, but I would say stand pad at two, draft your guy, and let's rebuild this team up so you can be a true contender, not just in the NFC East, but in the NFC. Yeah, absolutely, man. First of all, I love, I'm not even a Florida State fan, but the two Florida State guys you mentioned, I'm a big fan of both those guys coming out this year in the NFL draft. So it makes me really happy that you said that. Of course, Damian, this is mock draft Monday, right? So I got to drop, I got to drop a mock draft. I'm going to cover an expert mock draft at the end of this episode. But let me ask you this: If when you're doing mock drafts, right? Because we can get kind of crazy. This is why I stay away from trades because. The problem with trades and mock drafts is we control both ends of the negotiation. You know what I mean? Like yep. we can't really, you know, that, that's a little bit tough to do when you're doing mock drafts. What are some rules that you abide by? Cause I'm abide by those rules on my mock draft today. I try to be as realistic as possible. <laughs> like, so, you know, I, I think about, okay, what's a um, actual possibility when it comes down to yeah. making a trade. So like when I, in my, my mock draft that came out last week, I had, the Vikings moving up. You know, I had, I think, New England trading down. So I talked to some people in that area. There is 50-50 on QB from what I've heard, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the New England Patriots. So that three, that number that number three spot could be open for sale, you know, if it's the right price. Mm-hmm. So I had, you know, the Falcons trading up with New England. I had the Chargers trading back with the, um, with the Vikings, right? And those are situations that are realistic. So I always think about the realistic options, um, who has the draft capital to actually make the move and everything. And then I also think about what my rules is like, who's in a position to be aggressive or like from a, Hey, I'm going to sell this to get up there. And then what position is the team that's trading back in from a roster standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, GM standpoint, if it's a, you know, Chicago Bears and they drive, you had know, Matt Nagy, and I forget the old uh, GM's name before Ryan Poles with the Bears mm-hmm. and they drafted Fields. Like they were in a situation where it's like, yeah, you traded up for a guy that you knew you weren't going to be there to see him, you know, develop in the first place. Right. So right. I always think about those factors, um, you know, and what pairs with and then always looking at the the day two and day three picks and like, all right, what can we give up? That type of thing. Um, you know, I try not to do any like wild NBA type thoughts where yeah, I'm going to trade a pick three years from now. I'm like, yeah, nope, that's not how that works. <laughs> but I always think about those type of things when I'm doing um, mock draft trades. I don't do a ton of them, but in yeah. this particular one, I was like, after the information I got down in, in Mobile, I said, you know what? Like, this is some stuff I see, I can see happening. And I wanted to yeah. be aggressive and not be kind of mundane like everybody else with the same top five picks and type of stuff like that. I wanted to spice it up a little bit based off the information I gathered. Yeah, man. Hey, look, man. Mobile is, is extremely valuable, not just because of the game and the practices. I kept, I keep telling people Mobile last year is the first time I heard someone with knowledge inside the business telling me that Anthony Richardson was going to be a top 10 quarterback. And at that time, everybody was talking about him being a day two guy. So I was like, okay, that that's that spicy. Interesting. I was also never true. on that bandwagon. So, I was like, listen, I was in the summer. I was like, that was my guy. A Rich was my guy. I was trying to tell everybody yeah. they didn't want to believe yeah. me until he came off the board at four. 
Yeah, man. Hey, I hear there's uh there's a former NFL scout out there somewhere who said he was a fifth round guy, but you know, whatever. There's uh right, there's a reason right. we're all in the walk of life that we're in, right? Damian Parson, brother, appreciate you coming through again. Everybody on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Make sure you're giving him a follow if you're not already. Also, TDN A to Z Sports, right? You're rewriting over there now a little bit too. And then of course, host of Locked On NFL Draft with Keith Sanchez here, part of this network. So make sure you're all giving him a follow, support him. Damian, thanks for coming through, man. No problem at all, brother. Great conversation there with Damian Parson of Locked On NFL Draft. Hopefully you all enjoyed that. We are going to kick into my next mock draft of the offseason here. And it's inspired a little bit by Damian, but got a little bit of a different flavor than any of them, any of the mocks that we've done so far here on the program. Stick around. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time literally takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. The Wizards' next home game is on February 25th against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you can find tickets for as low as $10 a piece. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, and their low price guarantee. They got event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Game Time is literally the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. And Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and sometimes even an hour after it starts. It is the place for you to find last-minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create your account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Now mock draft Monday. So, you know, we got to drop a mock draft in my newest mock draft. I'm going to use some of Damien's comments. I'm going to use some of what Damien Parson just said to us in the interview. But for this mock draft, I wanted to do something special. So not only are we going to follow some of what Damien said, but we're also going to kind of go back and forth, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with a draft pick. And then from there, we're going to evaluate the top prospect and what position of need they fill for the Washington Commanders. But instead of taking that top prospect, we're actually going to sign a free agent from that same position group. So of course, from Damien, what he said, uh, the Chargers are trading out of number five. They're trading back to, I think, was it was 11 with the Minnesota Vikings. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Falcons are trading up from number eight to number three to to, uh, to trade with the New England Patriots. Now, all those picks come after the Washington Commanders, so you might think it really doesn't have that big of an impact on the Commanders themselves. But when you think about the fact that the Falcons and Vikings are going to be moving up for quarterbacks, so that means you have four quarterbacks arguably going in the top five, but then that pushes other players down. So, for example, the New England Patriots take Roma Dunze, uh, in a mock draft that I, I worked up, the the, San, the Los Angeles Chargers take defensive lineman Byron Murphy, uh, the second out of Texas, in their new pick. So, again, just some areas uh, for changes to potentially come. And obviously, if one thing changes, it has ripple effects through the entire thing. So I went ahead and I swapped those picks for those teams. And then I went ahead and ran a mock draft scenario. But like I said, we're going to pick and then we're going to sign a free agent. So the number two overall pick. We actually ended up getting quarterback Caleb Williams out of USC. The PFF mock draft machine had the Chicago Bears take Drake May, number one overall. So, hey, if they do that, Caleb Williams is sitting there. We bring Caleb back home to the DMV. He is now a member of the Washington Commanders. Now, at number 34, we come back on the clock, and the top player available at a position of need for the Washington Commanders was linebacker Peyton Wilson out of NC State. So this is our first opportunity to hit the free agent pool, and we go find ourselves 
Baltimore Ravens linebacker Patrick Queen projected a five-year deal, $18.5 million per year. That's about half a million per year under what Fred Warner is currently making with a first-year cap hit of $3.2 million. So linebacker was signed. That means we can take the next best prospect still on the board. That person just so happens to be center Zach Frazier out of West Virginia. So just like that, from one free agent move and two draft picks, we got a new quarterback, a new center, and a new linebacker to quarterback the defense, starting off pretty good, right? Pick number 41, the top player available at a position of need was offensive tackle Jordan Morgan out of Arizona. So we hit the free agent market, and this is a player that numerous insiders have asked me about, asked me to talk about. So we're going to talk about him a little bit here. Not a full deep dive, but offensive tackle Tyrant Smith from the Dallas Cowboys. One year, $7.4 million is what he's projected to earn. According to Spot Track. he's 34 years old. So that's me a big part of this conversation down the road. He did miss 37 games in the past four years alone, but he played and started 13 games in 2023. So obviously the medicals are going to be a big part of that. Not needing to draft the tackle. We now draft tight end Jatavian Sanders out of Texas. Moving on to pick number 64, the top need available, top player at available at a position of need. Offensive guard Christian Haynes out of UConn. So we hit the free agent pool again. I'm going to be a little bit creative here. We're going to sign Tennessee Titans center Aaron Brewer, but we're moving him to guard. If you look up Aaron Brewer's history, and again, we'll talk deeper into him as we get into our free agent profiles. Had a little bit of struggle there as a center, especially with shotgun snaps. And we know uh, that Cliff Kingsbury has a history of a lot of shotgun snaps, so you don't like that. But his better years came as a guard. So we're going to sign Aaron Brewer as a guard, projected three years, $5.2 million per year, which is right around what Nick Gates actually earned on his contract with the commanders and a first year cap hit of $3.2 million on that. Since we don't need to draft the guard, we can draft edge rusher Austin Booker out of Kansas. That's our first defensive drafted player. But when you look at again, Micah Parsons or Micah Parsons, Patrick Queen comes in through free agency. Now we add edge rusher to join uh, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen up there. We got a good little nucleus of defensive players coming up. Number 100, top needs available player, cornerback Andrew Phillips out of Kentucky. So we're hitting the free agent market for another veteran uh, defensive, or free, defensive free agent, and we're looking at cornerback Noah Igbenogany, another free agent that a few of my insiders have brought up, so I wanted to hit on him. Dallas Cowboys cornerback. Uh, the projection there is two years, $3.8 million per year, which is about what Levi Wallace is getting from the Steelers currently, and the year one cap hit being 2.965 million dollars again that coming in year one now no monogamy is an interesting prospect or idea because didn't get a lot of reps with the dallas cowboys only appeared in five games so the question really is did he only appear in five games because he was banged up or indisciplined or not playing well or did he only play in five games because the talent level was that deep uh in dallas if it's the second option and the dallas cowboys and and, and dan quinn and joey jr like him and trust him then you see that fit but if if he wasn't playing for other reasons, then obviously this isn't going to happen. But we don't know that, so we are going to bring it up uh, just for conversation purposes. So that means we don't need to draft a corner. So we can go back to the tackle group, actually, and take offensive tackle, right tackle, Matt Goncalves out of Pitts. And that means that we have a mock draft, uh, again, with a little bit of a free agent twist here. Our free agents, we bring in linebacker Patrick Queen, offensive tackle Tyron Smith, guard Aaron Brewer, cornerback Noah Igbenogany. And from our NFL draft class, we're bringing in quarterback Caleb Williams, center Zach Frazier, tight end Jatavian Sanders, edge rusher Austin Booker, and offensive tackle Matt and Calvis. And of course, that's the first three rounds. The rest of the rounds still uh, out there to be drafted. We only do three rounds right now because we don't have compensatory picks uh, announced. So you get some good defensive additions, man. You got a friend, you got a veteran cornerback to join the group, a linebacker to lead the group. Uh, you're getting yourself an edge rusher, a young edge rusher in the draft to join. 
KJ Henry, Andre Jones Jr., things like that. There are some other interesting edge rushers out there that potentially uh, the commanders could go after. And then in the draft, we're getting a whole lot of new offensive pieces, young line. Uh, we're going to develop with our young quarterback and again, probably going to need to lean on that defense a little bit more in the first year or two. But if everything gets rolling with that offensive nucleus that we just built, uh, certainly you can see things get going in the right de- right direction. And the best part of that whole thing is the commanders still have $66.7 million in 2024 cap space, according to these projections. Uh, what's also interesting for me is if you add no Igbenogany in here, and again, if it's if it's Quinn and Witt Jr. bringing him over because they liked him from Dallas, right? That maybe him and, and Emmanuel Forbes team up outside. Quan Martin moves into the slot. Benjamin St. Juice to free safety. I'm a big Benjamin St. Juice free safety guy. When I saw him at the Senior Bowl, I was scouting him out there. I was like, this guy looks like a free safety to me. So I don't know that that'll ever die. Uh, inside of me, but we'll see. We'll see what the defense decides to do. But uh, let me know what you think of that mock draft slash free agent, you know, uh, feeling. Obviously, those aren't the only free agents necessarily that the commanders could go get, but just wanted to kind of do it in that style. And I think next week we'll probably flip it and we'll uh, we'll go with a free agent addition or external addition quarterback, which we, obviously if you're quarterback and number two, no matter what might make you a little bit upset, but it is what it is. And then we'll kind of go from there and see how things shake out. Uh, that's all the time we had today. I was going to add some insider mocks here, but unfortunately we're out of time. Insiders um, going through, I'm going to, we're going to interact and talk about your mock drafts uh, individually as uh, since I can't get them here on the show, but I do thank each and every, every one of you for submitting your mock drafts, not just for mock draft Mondays, but throughout the week to start these conversations coming up tomorrow. We are going to talk about a position group for the Washington commanders. We're going to go through the current roster projection, potential free agents, trade opportunities, NFL draft prospects. And you'll hear a little bit of my time, my conversation with Linnell Willingham here on local DC radio. In the meantime, you got questions or comments, just throw them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly as a lock insider. Go to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders to sign up for that today. If you haven't already, don't forget, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever 24-7 live streaming sports channel on YouTube. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view today and every day. Every day, thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.